here and one from here and we just couldn't handle it like there's no way that any guy in here should have a camera on his phone there should have been a meeting there should have been something that happened before. They should have taken all the dudes in a room being like, hey, Chris, what's the first thing you're going to do with the camera on your phone? And then he would have been like, well, actually, it's funny that you mentioned that. I'm actually going to take a picture of my dick and send it to everyone. And that's cool. And they're like, even like, now everyone on my phone is getting a picture of my dick. Like, there should have been, Jesus Christ, guys. It's ringing. You're texting. Jesus fucking Christ. Figure it out. You guys all the other you fucking turn it off, man. Jesus. <laughs> what the that's a oh, oh good. It's such a it's oh no, I see what you alright, relax. Just shut the fuck up. Alright, I have ten minutes up here. I'm ruining it by fucking you guys. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's ringtone sucks too. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Sounds like birds fucking. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> Jesus Christ. What ringtone do you want? I don't know. I want to make it look like hummingbirds are having anal right now. That's what I want to. <laughs> when do you want it to go off? Right in the middle of the show. I'm gonna right in the middle. Well, at least have it go off like a few comics in. Nope, two comics in. Phones are gonna go off. Like one phone? No, everyone's phone is going off. All right, so we're talking about dick pics, I think. <laughs> But this is, like, I just, there should have been something that happened. There should have been a meeting. Uh, this is when I knew technology was getting out of control. It's a little bit of an awry example I want to share with you. I read somewhere you can make a mold of your own junk and turn it into a sex toy. I think that's odd. It's like, oh, great. Now I can disappoint women without even being in the room. That's fantastic. <laughs> Can't wait to do that. That's going to be great for the old self-esteem. Because, <laughs> listen, I've never bought a sex toy as a chick. I've never been there. But I imagine no one watching the store and is like, you know what? When I want the five foot seven average Jew dick, I want that. That's, re that's really going to be awesome for both of us. It, the only dildo that makes you both cry. That's pretty. <laughs> You're going to take the black one every time. And that's really what this is all about is positive racism. That's really what it's all about. I'm trying to bring the country together one black dildo at a time. I think that's... <laughs> That's the most ridiculous statement I've ever said in my life. <laughs> Bringing the country better by black dildos? What the fuck am I saying? I just traveled, traveled 3,000 miles to say this shit. What the fuck? <laughs> this is being interrupted by the fucking guy with the worst letter jacket ever. That's going to be... <laughs> but he's nice, so I don't know. I don't even... I feel bad for making fun of you because you seem like such a good guy. I feel like you read to your kids and shit. Like, this is fucking... <laughs> You like read encyclopedias in your free time? You, I can't get a read on. I feel like you're a banker or something. I don't know what's going on. I feel like you just fuck poor people over all day. <laughs> and you literally enjoy it. <laughs> literally, like, what happened? I stole a million dollars, and then you, you and your wife high five. <laughs> you guys are different is what I'm saying. The point is you both fucked me is what you're saying. <laughs> Not in a good way. Not in a good way. But... All right, this is what I really want to talk to you about is uh, I've officially given up strip clubs and uh, that's been my big adult move this year. That's like the most mature thing I've done in four years. And then I did blow on a Monday, so it kind of ruined it. Um, you ever do a bad drug on like a certain day of the week and you just get sad? Like if you do blow on a Friday, it's like, well, you worked all week, you earned it. But Monday, off your own glasses, that's fucking sad. <laughs> That's just fucking the saddest shit I've ever done. And by the way, if there's anyone you want to keep an eye on, it's strangers you're doing cocaine with. Like, I'm just doing it. I'm just losing my sight in front of strangers and just... Yeah, that's solid. That pretty much ruins the whole self-rehab I was doing. 
Anyway, so it's, I've given up strip clubs. It's been great. And here's why I've given up strip clubs. There's a story behind it. Uh, first of all, I, before I walked into the strip club, I had a stuffed nose. That's not a relevant story. That's not a relevant part of the story right now. But I, I wasn't feeling well. And my buddy wanted to buy me a lap dance, which is a good gesture. Until you don't get a chance to look at the girl who's going to give you the lap dance. Then it turns into this giant fucked up game of mystery. And then it just ends bad. And uh, so all of a sudden I see this wildebeest walking out of the shadows. It's going to get way worse, guys. I know you guys are like not big into shaming out here or whatever, but... <laughs> she was a fucking fat chick. I'm sorry. What the fuck? Can we not make fun of fat people? Food is the easiest thing to do right. I don't know what the fuck... <laughs> Just fucking eat less, all right? I don't want to hear it. Just fucking, we're going to make fun of fat people. Right? That's what the 9 o'clock show is all about. I thought that's, I didn't think we were telling dick jokes. I preferred nine minutes of fat jokes. I'm just fucking with you guys. But I'm still going to finish the story because she was huge. That's what I'm, <laughs> so this giant wildebeest of a human is walking toward me. Or It's more of a waddle, let's be honest. And um, she's waddling toward me and it's horrific. And I don't, and I'm trying to make up excuses on why she's not the stripper like in my head it doesn't make sense but i'm like did someone order food maybe she works in the kitchen i don't know i don't really and then uh, she keeps inching closer to me i'm like maybe she'll just take a hard left for no reason i don't know and then she sits on me and i can't feel my legs which is immediately a bad problem and then in the weirdest stripper move ever she takes out one boob which is immediately horrific because you either should get no boobs or you should get both boobs so one boob is going to be a problem and her boob, what I can only describe, looked like a trash bag full of things. <laughs> like, like if you were to take, if you were to take a giant salami and stick it on a bag in front of a trash bag, that's what it looked like. And, and it's not a racist, and she was white. I just couldn't find it. it. It can be a white trash bag, right? We can be adults about this. I wouldn't make fun of a black fat chick. That's just wrong. I'm not a monster, guys. What the fuck? <laughs> So she takes out one boob, and uh, I'm like, what's she going to do with this one boob? I've never even seen that before. I know, I've never, and she cocks back with this boob. I'm like, what's she doing? Why is she going back there? I don't know. Oh, she, why is she doing this? And she starts hitting me with her boob. Like, literally, I'm getting beaten to death by a boob right now. My glasses go flying off. It's, she's doing boxing moves. She's going this, this, uppercut, this, this, uppercut. And then she goes, to the, she, this is the best part. She takes her boob, and it has so much, like, elasticity. She puts it on top of my head, like the fucking, like the three stooges. And I, my fucking, my uh, teeth bit my tongue, and I started bleeding. And uh, so this is the worst birthday ever, is what I'm telling you. And uh, so then in the weirdest finale to a stripper move, she just sticks her boob in my mouth. I forgot to tell you guys, I don't know if I told you this, but I have a stuffed nose. And I, I can't fucking breathe right now. And this is a fucking, I'm like, is this the way it's going to end? <laughs> Some glittery tit to the tonsil? This really the way I'm going to go right now? This is, I don't want that obituary. That's fucking horrible. Brian dies via glittery boob. That's going to be my, in Springfield, Massachusetts. That's where it's going to end. That's garbage. I'm going to tell you guys one last story before I go. And this one's actually, um, I'm actually not allowed to tell this in Massachusetts. So I have to tell this out of state. So uh, this, it, it has, a, it, has a, it had it had a six-year limit, uh, statute of limitations on it. So it feels, it, I can't, it's illegal. I don't know if I, whatever. I can't tell you legally where it takes place, but it's not Six Flags, New England, Nagawa, Massachusetts. It's an amusement park. Um, when I was 18, I was a little bit of a booze bag. I'm also in charge of their biggest roller coaster. And this is the entire story. So um, I decided, I decided, I decided to steal the Bugs Bunny costume and do a bunch of blows. Step one. 
how every good story starts. You can't fucking not steal the Bugs Bunny costume and do a whole bunch of cocaine. And uh, so I'm, I'm like half an eight ball into the night. I've had like 20 beers. I'm having a good time. The ears are up. It's a fun. It's a it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a party right now. There's drugs on the Bugs Bunny costume. It's Bugs is having a good time. And uh, so my shift was at 8 a.m. the next day. And uh, I don't want to be hungover for work because I'm a grown-up. So I just was like, I'll just drink all the way until work, like a, like an adult. <laughs> and so I, sh I show up to work. Well, first of all, my friend tried to give me advice on how to get sober, though. Just just straight, straight up delusional. He just goes, hey, man, it's all good. Just take a mint. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not going to help at all. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to get a better smelling DUI. You're not even making sense. So I show up to work. And uh, I'm all fucked up in the Bugs Bunny costume. The first thing the guy says is, dude, you're not even supposed to be Bugs. I don't even know what you're doing here. And I go, I'm here to check into the ride. And she goes, you can't have facial hair. I'm like, there's cocaine on the costume. And you're yelling about my beard? I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> and then he, 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 she hands me a woman's razor and tells me to shave in a porta potty with no mirror. Just to, just to set the scene for you guys, I am now shit-faced in a porta potty, dressed like Bugs Bunny, hammer drunk, on drugs, and trying to shave. <laughs> if you guys haven't been there, guys, it's fucking rock bottom. If you guys haven't been there, that's a, I gotta go to a meeting in a church basement. I don't know what's going on. This is not the way you should live your life, but it's too late. I gotta just just make my way through the day. So I show up to work. I show up to the ride, and I'm so fucked up. I don't even know if I'm strapping people in the seatbelts at this point. I'm like, I'm like, I think it clicked. I don't know. I hope you make it back, but I can't be responsible for this right now. <laughs> So I I black out, I wake up in the CEO of Six Flags office, who no one gets to see. He's like in an ivory tower. And then he's wearing a cape, which I think is uncomfortable. Um, you own a Fortune 500 company. You shouldn't be dressed like me. I don't know what's going on. But I, I blacked out, so I didn't know why I was there. So in my mind, I just got promoted. That's where I, that's where I came at it. I'm like, I get a raise, I get a team, I get stock options. Let's do this. He's like, Brian, you were shit-faced at work. You're not even supposed to be bugs. What's going on with you? I'm like, do I get, please tell me I get a team. And then they're like, you don't get any of that. You're, and then I see a group of cops behind me. Like, like way too many cops for the situation. And I'm just like, oh, they must be here to congratulate me on my promotion. <laughs> this is going to be awesome right now. And uh, they weren't at all. And uh, he, <laughs> that's not why they were here. And um, he just gets sick of my shit and he throws on a security camera, which he somehow has, just like on standby clicks it it's me passed out on the ride and it kept going and going and going and going like an unacceptable amount of times and uh i tell you that to tell you this um so two years ago actually this month three years ago i tried to go to the new jersey six flags and guys i'm proud to tell san francisco that i am banned from every single six flags across the entire country on <laughs> some fucked up no fly list you guys have been a lot of fun that's my time thank you Oh, yes. One more time for Brian Plum, everybody. All right, Green is not here yet, right? All right. Your next comic coming up to the stage, all the way from Tacoma, Washington, a host or co-host of the Boys Over Easy podcast. Check it out, LinkedIn, you know, iTunes and all that. Please give it up for Jess Everett, everybody. Jess Everett. I get hard after seeing you. How hard? Hard like a rock when you make that pussy pop. All right, uh, not a not a dirty guy. So I'm, I got some pee stories and some pooping stories <laughs> from my youth. A lot of pee and poop adventures. Uh, starting, I'll go chronologically. 
through the life of Jess. Uh, so when I was young, like, how I don't know how old people are when they're still peeing the bed. That age, we'll say. Like four, maybe. Is that right? Anyway, uh, I had there's a quilt I wanted real bad, and it, it had like trucks and helicopters and planes on it. And my mom told me that if I didn't wet the bed for like a week, uh, she'd buy me the the quilt comforter thing. And so I did I, all week long. I didn't pee the bed, and then I got got the comforter, and then I just pissed all over that damn comforter. Pissed. I made up for the whole week. Like I was saving it, saving it. Saturated the thing. And I got to keep it, so. <laughs> and I used that pee stain comforter for another like eight years. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, and then the next time, uh, my brother was the much older brother. He was living with us, and I don't know what was going on in his life, but uh, too old for that. And he was in the shower peeing, or no, he was not peeing. He was in the shower showering. Uh, and so I didn't want to go in there. I had to pee. There we go. That's what, that's why those things are connected. Uh, I didn't want to go into the bathroom cause he was naked and I didn't, that was uncomfortable for me. I was just a young boy and him an adult man. Uh, and so I was in the living room alone for some reason, a lot of things going wrong in my life back then. But, um, there was, my mom had this big peace lily big giant peace lily for years and years much longer than i was alive this peace lily had been around and so uh i i peed in her peace lily and then it died like a week later or like it was like starting to die my mom's like watering it and putting like miracle grow in there she's like i don't know what what happened to this thing it was so healthy and i did not tell her And then she died before I could, so, you know. <laughs> uh, come on. <laughs> it's fine. Still dead, too. Gone forever. Uh, <laughs> and then another time after that, uh, she had a boyfriend at the time. She was still alive then. Uh, had a boyfriend... <laughs> Had a boyfriend and he stayed the night and he was he drew himself a bath and he was like, Does anybody need to go to the bathroom before I take a bath? I don't know what why he was taking a bath in her home, weird. But um I said, I, I do. I raised my hand. I don't know why. Uh, I went to the bathroom, and I got to the toilet, and this was, like, I guess I was old enough to, like, reach over the toilet. And I I get to the toilet, and I'm looking at it, but then I look over at the tub. <laughs> Not today, toilet. And I got... <laughs> I went over to the tub and did not, I didn't just stand outside. I got into the tub for some reason. I stepped into the tub and then just let her rip all over his bath water. And then I, I got out, I kind of just shook my feet off a bit, went back into the living room and I said, okay, I'm all done. And then he goes in the bathroom and I hear him kind of like yell for my mom. And then she goes in there and they're kind of whispering and then she, she Jess, you know. Upset with me. And I was like, I don't know, rusty, rusty pipes or something. I couldn't, can't explain it to you. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I don't know dirty stuff. Uh, 
And then another time I was in fifth grade and uh, the apartment I lived in had a balcony. We had a, we were on the second floor balcony and uh, we learned during the summer that we could climb up the post to the balcony and get up on the deck. And so we spent a summer doing that. And one time I was already on the deck and my friend was climbing up and I thought, oh, uh, and so I peed on his face. Peed. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, and he saw me like getting ready yeah. for it too, and I think he like didn't believe what I was gonna do, and he's like, "No," and I'm like, "Yes," uh, and he was like pretty close to the top too, so there wasn't really much. He didn't want to like just jump down, uh, so I'm peeing, and he's like, he screamed, you know, because so he's like, "Nah," and I peed right in his mouth, Peter. <laughs> Right in his dumb mouth, and then he, then, and then he fell, and there was like couch cushions at the bottom of the post, like in case he fell. Probably didn't plan on that happening though, uh, and so he he fell, peed on, and then launched just his little kid nuts right into the pool. It was a whole whole thing that happened there. And that's all my pee stories. Uh, and then uh, as an adult. I went camping once with some friends and I brought a I brought a hacky sack for nostalgia's sake. Thought I'd bring a hacky sack. This was just a couple years ago. I used to play hacky sack when I was young. So I thought this will be fun. Uh so my friend and I are kinda of, we're drinking in the woods and we're we're doing, you know, we're hacking. Just two friends having fun uh hacking. And I realized that if you try to pay hacky sack and you are thirty, life will tell you don't. <laughs> By releasing all of the tension in your don't poop yet muscles. <laughs> so we're hacking, and then I got serious a bit. And I said, I'm pooping. <laughs> and my friend was like, well, just uh, like run to the outhouse really quick. And I took a step, and I said, I cannot. I can't. <laughs> This is happening. And we're like right in the camp, in our little campsite there. There's like a tent here, tent here, me pooping right right here. Uh, so he's like, well, just, I guess, go behind the tree or whatever. So I kind of scurried over to the tree, and I leaned up against there, and I'm pooping. And I'm like, I swear this has never happened to me. I don't, I don't know what, what the deal is. Uh, and I turn around, and, you know, I thought he'd be like laughing or pointing or something. No, he's getting, he's fumbling around looking for a wet wipes for me. Aww. Good friend. Good friend. And I said, well, just toss him here. You don't need to see any of this. So he tosses him like five feet in front of me. So I had to like go over there and grab him. Then I had to carry my poop to the outhouse. (laughs) And it was not like a soft poop. It was like a solid poop I took right in my dang pants. (laughs) What am I doing on time here? I got time for that. Like 11 minutes, right? Perfect amount of time. Okay, and then this is my last story. Uh, I was being really nice to my girlfriend the other night uh, with my mouth. (laughs) And it was pretty early on in the endeavor, but it was kind of like, it was heating up, you know? Things are going just swimmingly. And uh, I I looked up at her, and then she was already looking at me, and so we we locked eyes. And I don't know if you've ever experienced You ever experienced that in the act of love making? You lock eyes with your partner? Oh, passionate, right? Hot stuff. Steamy stuff. Picante, they say. Down south is what they say. Um, 
So we're we're locking eyes, and then she starts. She pulls out the big gun. She starts doing one of these numbers. You know, she's like, oh, oh, and like with the string and them. She's pretty good at it. I'm not very good at it. I'm not doing it really any any justice here. But she's doing that now, and then she starts flapping this about. You know, she's doing this. You know, you you like that? Uh, and I did like that. I did. Oh boy, I said, you know. <laughs> Gee whiz, this is neat. Uh, so I got to return the flavor. I got I go, you know, back down to business. Got to start taking things seriously. Uh, so the eye contact breaks, and then just moments later, I start to feel that very same finger, that very wet, slobbery finger, just kind of plunge, you know? Uh-oh. <laughs> About like, just like to the first knuckle, but still, oh, boy. Um... takes a little plunge into my ear. Yeah. I was just as disappointed as you are. Could have gone a whole nother way. Would have been just fine. You know, I hint and I hint. You ever, you ever just kind of like pop it out? And like, it's okay, you know. Don't be shy. I know who I am. Some people tighten up when I bring up the butt stuff, but that's actually the opposite of what you want to do. You really want to, <laughs> you want to loosen up the core, breathe, deep breaths. Uh, it's like, it takes some getting used to, you know. It's like coffee. You hate it when you're a kid, but boy, as an adult, <laughs> sometimes it's almost necessary. But not where she went. She went for the old ear. Gave me, gave me a wet willy. I, I stood right up. No, ma'am. <laughs> not today. Here I am down there doing the Lord's work. She's up top acting like a third grade bully. Give me <laughs> wet willy. What kind of shit is that? I think of funny stuff to do all the time during sex, but I'm a gentleman. You know? <laughs> You know how many times I've wanted to blow air into her butt like a balloon to see how <laughs> see how big I can get it, cap it off, and then just like scurry away? <laughs> but I don't, because I'm a nice guy. I don't do that. Anyway, I stood up, I left. <laughs> Went and made myself a sandwich. That's the end of that story. <laughs> Pull that shit on me. Delicious sandwich, though. Ate it all by myself. Never saw her again. I don't know. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I got. All right, bye, everybody. Holy shit. One more time for Jess Everett, everybody. God damn, what a weird guy. Is it just me, or does he look like Zach Wiseman without the drugs? Local reference only, but good job. <laughs> Stay away from that stuff, guys. Are you guys ready for your headliner? All the way from the big old New York City apple of our eye, Rebecca Rush, everybody. I definitely went too far, so sorry about it. Hi. <laughs> I got my uh, I got my IUD taken out a few months ago. Yeah, I just decided I wanted to be. 
a more powerful witch. I want to bleed on trees and shit. You know, and if you don't know what an IUD is, is a device they put in your uterus that stops you from writing abortion jokes. As I said earlier, I make my living off performing now, mostly oral. Uh, but I used to be a stay-at-home mom in South Beach right out of college. I married a man twice my age. That is the law there. And I did not have a kid. But I raised a beautiful cocaine problem. <laughs> and they cost the same amount. <laughs> Except mine doesn't bother me anymore. Maybe like once a year. Uh, and my pussy's still tight. Thank you. It makes my job easier. <laughs> but when I pick my nose, it's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. I had a, I had a vaginal dryness problem when I was married, it was so bad that I went to the doctor and they were like, Rebecca, you have to get divorced. <laughs> Alright, so this is something that I have not talked about uh, that's been going on in my life for like a year and a half. And four months ago, I got a sugar daddy. Um, thank you. And that's just, which means I'm not a whore anymore. <laughs> Which means I stopped escorting. And like the whole time I was escorting, it was like, I want to talk about it. But then like a voice would be like, we'll talk about it when it's over. You know what I mean? Like it's just, just had to like, no, not yet. Like it was like a prison sentence where I got to buy new clothes. And I, uh, oh, and it was just so great because like I hate my mom so much. And my dad like left her for his secretary because we're from Connecticut. And... And like she would call my stepsister the baby whore. She was like two years old. And now I just get to be like, who's the whore now, mom? <laughs> Me. But um, I didn't get paid to have sex. I got paid to not call them after. <laughs> and I, yeah, so now I just have ones. So I was like, oh my God, I'm not even escort anymore. But it was so fucked up. I was like, comic, I was horrible waitress. Just the worst waitress you can imagine. And then I started waitressing in Chelsea, which is Manhattan's gay neighborhood. And I couldn't, like, they didn't care about my boobs. And I was like, I need a new job where they give a fuck about my titties. You know what I mean? And I was just so sick of being broke. And then I met, like, all these, like, sex workers. I met this girl. And that's the thing about sex work is, like, you get mentored in. And my mentor was fucked up. Her name was Juniper. That's not her real name or her escort name. <laughs> I don't know what her real name is. Juniper always wore vintage lace slips. Uh, she had a bush of armpit hair that smelled like a rotten papaya and a, under each. And she had an emotional support bunny that was a real diva. So bunny was bad at its job. And I met her doing a sex worker play and I was like, just so sick of being broke. Then I went out to Chicago with all these comics and it was just like, I'm, I'm just sick of this broke life. So I got home and I got on Craigslist and seeking arrangements. And I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna work towards being good at whoring so I can get on the high-end site and charge twice as much in a few months. And that was my plan and I did it. Thank you. Um, and it was a lot of fun, but I started getting like so validated. I was like, I don't even need to do comedy anymore. You know, fuck this shit. Like they were so nice to me. And they're like, we love your writing. Cause I started a Tumblr cause it's 2018. And, they're so much nicer to me than any guy I've had sex with for free because, like, they're paying to have a good time. It's just like a comedy show. You know what I mean? They paid 
to have a really good time. And I remember I bought a Gucci purse and I felt fucked up about it, but then I was like, you know what, before 1980, nobody had a Gucci purse they hadn't sucked a dick for. <laughs> and then the clients, my first client, one of my first clients, and I was in New York, right? And I, I am Jewish, but I'm Jewish. And it was like fr Friday afternoon and they're freaking out that I'm late. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I get to this weird part of Brooklyn where there's no trains. And I, like, I walk in and this motherfucker is Hasidic. As a Hasidic Jew, it's like the, with the corkscrews and they can't, they didn't fuck me through a sheet, but like, but that's like that kind of Jew, like hardcore, like I'm afraid of you, you're going to fuck me over and rob me because you're my landlord Jew. And I did get robbed by my Hasidic landlord, so I could see that. And, uh, but not this one. Anyways, he was such, he came in three pumps, but he was such a Jew, he got two positions out of that. <laughs> He made me turn over, so one more pump and like, ooh, so now we go home to Levka, you know? <laughs> That's how fucked up that branch of Judaism is, is it's like it's fine to fuck a hooker that you met on Craigslist as long as you do it before 5 p.m. on Friday. <laughs> You're good. Um, I had a client that was like totally normal, except that he laughed hysterically when he came. That's when I quit comedy for a while. <laughs> like, this is the best gig ever. Uh, um... What else did I want to say on this topic? Oh, yeah, poor Vernon. Also, I don't have to have sex technically, so sometimes I just leave <laughs> like a boss. That's amazing. I feel kind of bad for that guy in Park Slope, but whatever. He wanted it. He just wanted like emotion. You know, that's not the story I'll go into. Let me tell you about Vernon, because Vernon showed up to me having seen many, many women before me fucked up. He came in, he's like this tall, and he's like, 57 is the number to beat. And I'm like, what are we talking about? That's how many orgasms the last escort he saw told him that she gave him. Vernon is hung like an acorn. <laughs> Vernon has like a dappled long elephant trunk of a foreskin. Vernon has a dick that'll make your pussy swallow up the condom, like a bad Jay-Z song. And then you have to fish it out. <laughs> and then I have to do my job, which at the time was to be like, uh, 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 that's 80s Thor. You know, like just had to like keep going. And Vernon would call me like once a month, he'd be like, I'm doing, he'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to see you anymore because I'm going to have a girlfriend. And I'd be like, oh, Vernon, <laughs> I'll see you next month. <laughs> he'd be like, I'm running a marathon. And I'd be like, and I just had 95 orgasms. <laughs> but the last time, this is why I fired Vernon. Um, I was going down on him. And, and it's nice to have a sugar daddy because I had to lick so many frogs' balls. Um, but the thing about Vernon was I was licking his balls, and he farted in my face. <laughs> I felt the warmth. Like, it just... And then I raised my head, as you do, when a man has farted in your face while you were being so kind as to lick his balls because he paid you to. And, and I watched him take the same brain with which he's convinced I have 97 orgasms and be like, hey, could you get back down there? And I did. That was my job. Uh, that's the story of Vernon. <laughs> I don't like to talk about it in New York because all these comments are like, ooh, I'm so broke. And I'm like, ooh, I'm so going to Costa Rica. <laughs>
my I'm gonna take a fucking hula hooping class. Bye, get away from me. Um, <laughs> I live in the West Village of Manhattan now, two blocks from the Comedy Cellar. Because why the fuck would you fuck for money if you weren't gonna do that? And um, hi guys. Oh, did we do something bad? Are we not supposed to be here? Do they have to walk through here to get to their house? It's like a railroad apartment. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, so I live in the West Village of Manhattan, which is my way of telling you that this stage is the size of my apartment. And I have more mice. I know. When I first moved in, I also have an alcoholic mom, so I think I'm crazy because she'd be like, that's not water in my, or that's not vodka in my cup, that's water. So now I'm like, ooh, the last lady spilled black rice everywhere. That must be the problem. The worst part about having mice, not one of them made me a dress. And my dog doesn't give a fuck about them at all. It's hard after the escorting thing, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but my poor dog, my dog, my apartment is so small, if my dog and I fart at the same time, we have to evacuate. <laughs> and my dog is the size of a baby, but he farts like a man. You know, have you ever farted so bad in the middle of the night that you wake yourself up like multiple times? Like it's like a bad one night stand. Like the first time you're like, oh, you're real. And the second time you're like, oh, you're still here. And then the third time you're like, oh, I'm going to sleep on the couch. Fuck this. But my dog is always there when I'm fucking and it's like not his fault. And when I was still escorting, if he like didn't like somebody, he'd pull all his toys out. So like whenever you got off the bed, it's like, <laughs> but a few weeks ago, I got the light, right? Oh, okay, cool. On demand. Um, <laughs> welcome to the tech industry. Uh, <laughs> my dog, a very nice gentleman was licking my butthole. And my dog straight winked at me. <laughs> He was like, that is also something I enjoy. <laughs> Thank you very much, I'm Rebecca Rush. Oh my lord. One more time for Rebecca Rush, everybody. And one more time for yourselves for being here. One more time for Pam for hosting this goddamn thing again. I'm Tommy McGuire. Thank you so much. Please get home safe and have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your night. If she don't, that's an ass so quick, so fast. I love getting my head blown. I love getting my nuts rubbed. I love getting my dick lit. I love getting my nuts up. I love getting my pussy ate. I love when niggas see me masturbate. I love it when you nut out in my face. I love it, baby, but I can't stand the taste. I want a little bitch named Erica. Way back in the day, she had a Jerry curl. I made her suck my dick on the Ferris wheel. Been pinning all my life, big player for real. I said, come on, girl, you're not supposed to be. It's me and you not supposed to feel. See, come on, come on, baby, won't you get the best of me? I smell pussy. Yeah, she double D or the double stack. No one else to the dick, she be doubling back. See me, I be knowing the shit on hold. Oh, yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or... 
and you get like half the number of presents that all your friends are getting that that's you know it's you about relative zero. it's about re- but so uh, i know you get zero but i'm not talking about you you're not a christmas baby are you this the, i'm t- c- what is with you man contrarian as ever uh i'm just you know so 20, do, you, do you not 2019 good look year, all right all right so uh can he take 10 minutes talking about what a hard life you have so we can get on with the fucking show i don't need to yeah okay you just need to snip every once in a while okay so for those of you who aren't well, getting you, the cloud well what i'm saying is you should be grateful getting anything because some people don't get anything so whether right, you know, but you get to so celebrate but imperfect to, humans as we are, we, yeah. we get presents and there's this. So do you not understand the, the complaint that Christmas babies have? Is that what you're saying to me? That you have no, you cannot comprehend what. I'm not are. saying I can't comprehend. Okay, I so just then you don't pity them. Oh, you don't. Yeah. I'm not asking you to pity them. You are. I, you kind of asking me to pity them. No, I'm not asking you to pity them. I'm asking uh, if you understand the. I, they didn't get two presents. Okay. They, they only got one. I don't ask your pity. I two. ask for your for your. Uh, see, here's the thing. You want to reverse pity. That's what's going on here. That you want everyone to pity you. You want why? You, this I don't know why, but this has suddenly become a dick measuring contest for you because I was talking about fictitious Christmas and New Year's people, and you are so hurt about your childhood that well, you had to immediately talk about. Well, I never got no presents at all. They should be happy with what they got. So all right, let, tough guy. All right, all right, all right. Let's okay, bring it to buddy. a fictional world since you're apparently talking about fictitious people well in this fictional world there will other be people who don't get presents at all okay we all understand that (laughs) we all understand that do you also understand the point that people do you understand the 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 uh social complaint that people have about being born close to christmas yeah yes i've already i've already said i understand that because my younger brother is born yes on the 11th so i was born in july so i get a present in for christmas on christmas and a separate one in july for my birthday and people born on like christmas day and or close enough to it they sort of people show up and say it's for christmas and your birthday and they're like that's fucked up man so so with that they claim that they have the worst birthday of all new year's babies this isn't about present this isn't about your life i'm not talking about my life i'm talking about the fact that yes they may seem that it has the worst birthday ever but they should still be grateful for whatever they're getting right so uh regardless regardless i'm sure they are grateful they are grateful no apparently in this you know this world they're not grateful because apparently they're they're complaining without you know thinking about others uh, so it's their birthday. Uh, I don't know if they're thinking about others. Uh, they should probably be better at math. Uh, they should probably clean their rooms. I'm talking so, about. Inf- I'm talking about so, fictitious people, man. You well, don't know if they're not. They. I'm sure they said thank you. Technically, it, why? Why is uh? You are the worst why, audience to tell a joke to. Why? Why should we celebrate birthdays in the first place? Once again, getting back to Kenny. What's so so special about the birthday? You know, why, why is it more special? Give me your explanation. Holy shit. I didn't know I had to break down all of fucking civilization and society to tell this 
one minute little anecdote. We had a one minute anecdote we could be done with if you would just be the slightest bit cooperative in conversation. I am. I'm arguing with you. That's like not, co- <laughs> <laughs> which is the opposite of cooperative, right? <laughs> huh? All right, get on with your shit. Get shit. With your so, shit. so do you? Can you? Can you take apart the Kenny McLeod and just answer like a normal person? And you, you get. I am answering like a normal person. No, you're not. <laughs> so <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Why? Just because I am answering. Can so you put the phone a so little? I'm not normal. Could you plant a little phone a little more on you? You are sitting all tense. All, you were like sitting like church lady there with your all tense. So, uh, so they claim this isn't about. Can I just tell the fucking story already? I'm not saying anything. Uh, so they claim that they have the worst birthday of all. The Christmas baby has the worst. Uh huh. New Year's babies say no We have the worst birthday of all Because everyone at our party Can't wait and leave And go to a better party Oh shit Alright Did you hear that part? You know what's crazy? You're telling me two complaints about two different peoples on their birthday and then get upset when I bring in my point of view from my birthday angle Because we were t- I was telling a story that really had nothing to do with Kenny that's why. And you had to interject that you never got presents. But, you know, I'm just looking at it from a perspective that a lot of other people who normally don't get talked about, because you don't really talk about the right. people who Right. I did not them. mention March 12th yeah. babies at all. I know. I did not for mention. The March 12th babies. I did not mention you October 6th babies. <laughs> I haven't said shit about August babies at all. So that being said, the New Year's baby has a has a uh, a point because basically all of New Year's is filled with people who are just here for a drink or two and are going to split to some cooler party. And that's is like in the mind of everyone is like there is a cooler party I could be at right now. Like New Year's is infused with that feeling. And uh, for that reason, no one's actually having a good time of that and many other reasons. There's so much expectation and everything. And it's a stupid fucking party, you know, idea, a night out, you know, forced holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so New Year's, I see it as like the worst party of the year, mostly because everyone, no matter where you're at, they can't wait to go somewhere cooler or more fun or that's really happening to the point that you go to like your corner bar and they're like, oh, it's 25 bucks to get in tonight because it's New Year's. Man, f- fuck you. But isn't, you know? isn't that on the person you know what I'm it's uh, it it's, it 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 surely is, but it's on every single person. And just because you're all cool with it in your Kenny McLeod way, you can observe out there that man, everyone is like. You can tell by the way they're acting that they are like looking to either hear about or get on to some other party that they're going to be supposed to be at. But the and fact it, is, you look at it in the social media today. Everybody wants to be doing the hottest, newest shit around. And right. They want to have it posted. So Times 100 on New Year's. You know, so obviously, especially on New Year's Day, there's a lot of aspects of the show out where am I in a hotter place? And is there a hotter place to get to, et cetera, et cetera. But I feel that that is the problem nowadays. It's just like uh, what we were saying earlier, um, you know, about how 
you know, social media has been changing the behavioral construct of humans as we get older and you know and our younger the next generation it's reducing their thinking capabilities to basically zilch because they don't they're not able to react quick enough to understand the process of hey man maybe you know i should put down my phone and stop chasing something maybe i should live in the moment for a second yeah they're like they're it's impossible someone posted a picture of this like it was like a this says it all sort of caption with a guy, a young guy, sitting with his back to the pyramids, looking at his cell phone. And it's like, dude, the fucking pyramids, man. And uh, there's uh. something about that. I mean, I remember quite a few, uh, it seems like actually at every um, celebration of like the Team One or some major parade or but. World Series thing, that everyone's walking around with their phone out. So like everyone's videographing the fucking thing and but no one's actually there also, experiencing it. I can also contradict myself to say especially You're good at contradicting with us yourself. in the entertainment industry isn't that isn't that our ideal challenge? Be able to have make somebody put down their phone and watch you enjoy your work for what it is at that moment it, what are you saying is that like the ultimate challenge or something or, or something i yeah. mean isn't it uh surely yeah people will pick up their phones like when you're at like uh, there were people on the phones tonight after a little open mic that? is it I feel exactly the same way that it's like, hey, could you experience real life for a few minutes? And it's like, I know I'm not um, uh, certainly not always killing it. I'm not always the funniest guy. It's not always your type of thing. But there is a minimal amount of like, could I at least get your attention? Even though sometimes I almost wish they would look at their phones because then like they'd stop staring at me for how bad I'm like, this is going badly. And, yeah. and the blank looks on everyone's <laughs> faces. It yeah, it's tough on me too because now I have to people. I have to look people in the eye. Um, Maybe I could look at my phone and get away from this uncomfortable feeling. But there's something about that, too, that's like... Um I've even seen people do that like in the moment they're laughing whatever and they just like instantly reach their phone and flip it on and something and it's like man they can't even even like something they want to do they still are grabbing at their phone I mean there was someone at yoga class the other day this hot yoga class it's a really good class yoga yoga you sound like and they every, and then so what and then uh, you know they were flipping at their phone every once in a while and it's like dude you're fucking like this yoga is all about like the now and what you're experiencing and just be with the discomfort and you know think your thoughts and let your mind but also in tune with your breath and just flipping at the phone it's like oh because man because I am in this new generation I do enjoy my phone a lot I do, I do too for a lot you know I do sometimes too. yeah like I want to be on it you know what I'm saying and it's just like if you're boring me then yeah I'd rather be doing something with my mind that intrigues me well, you should uh, learn the intriguement of um, discomfort and, and the boredom. You know, boredom is not this terrible thing you should never, ever, ever experience. It's something you should be able to, like, totally cope with. Well, and yeah, yeah. It's not... I'm not saying that it's not... You know, it's not in a situation where you don't have to cope with boredom. It's a situation where you can cope with it, yes. But do you have to right now? Like, like let's say I pay $5 to go to this show. 
and I, you know, like, I'm not having my phone out, no nothing, this guy is bombing. At that point, it's like, well, I just spent five dollars, this guy's not funny, nobody's laughing. Nobody pays five dollars for, to be I'm in an just open being, room. hey, hey, hey. It's just a hypothetical oh. fiction well, world. Well, well, that fiction yeah. world, suddenly you infused money into it when... Uh, okay, he paid a certain amount to go to a show. If he, it's a show... He, 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 paid, he paid for this enjoyment, this entertainment, this thing that was said that he was going to get. You know, if it's a show, I'm probably doing my better material than shit that well, just happened this week. About you. Oh, okay. <laughs> But I mean, a show. Why are, why are you putting your mat into it? I mean, because we weren't. I was talking because I talked specifically about what happened tonight uh, with people, and you asked me. I'll tell you why. Because you asked me how I feel about it as an artist. That's why. Yeah, um, but then I switched into a hypothetical. Oh, okay. Um, well, I well if, done, it's sh- if it's a show, it's a so, different thing. No, no, I'm saying, but like, so he goes into this show, right? And you know, you're expecting a certain quality of level, even if it's not the greatest. You know, you're still expecting that, right. and he does show, pay respect. You know, what I'm saying. I just want to point out that a show and everything is is changing the dynamics of my anecdote significantly. I know. Yeah. I am changing the dynamics okay. of your anecdote significantly. Okay. I just jumped off. It's gonna lose. Okay, back go in. on. Okay. All right. <laughs> Are you ready for me to go? <laughs> see how irritating right. it is. <laughs> now, do you see? Go on, please. I'm sorry. Well, well. So he changes, uh, fuck, I almost forgot what I was saying. So, yeah, so he, he does all that transaction that we just figured out a few minutes ago. I'm not gonna go back into it. And then he's sitting there and he's watching this and he's like, in his mind, he's like, this is a waste of time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. At that point, you know, you've already lost him. How is it, how is it different, you know, than if you've already lost him? And he decides to go. How is it different from? All right, you've lost them in a greater aspect, or uh, maybe a smaller aspect. Like you're just talking to somebody in a conversation when they you've already lost them, and they go to their phone. How is that different depending on the levels? You know. Uh, I'll tell you how it's different. So imagine a thousand years ago when you really had no option but to listen. Yes. And um, uh, so I lost you for a second. Well, maybe you should tune the fuck back in. And why? Uh, you see, okay. a thousand years so ago, if you people ask, tuned in. If you want to, well, they why didn't gain anything? Yeah, they did because that's sort of like the price you pay. And we're not, and we're not tuning out. We're just tuning into something different. Okay, so back to my answer is the same. Uh, so, like uh, the 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 what we're why why the connection? We we have this illusion that we don't need each other, that we don't need to be with but each other. I don't other. also agree with that either. Well, you're a hundred percent wrong. Um, <laughs> no, I think I'm not. You don't need other people. No, no, I don't think people don't people have that connection where they don't need each other. I think people feel like they need other people much, like a lot. But the fact is, it's also harder to get in contact and talk to other people than it was before when you didn't have any distractions. Well, now you have right. those distractions, you know. So by denying me, you bring it to the exact point. No, that no, I'm you making. just said you just said you think people feel like they don't need each other. I think right. the complete opposite. You, you think people don't feel... No, I think people do know that they need each other. Cite, cite, cite an example. 
for example, all right, let's see, let's see. Um, people know nowadays you can't normally get by, you know what I'm saying? Like, for example, no, I don't we, know had, what you're saying. we had a zombie conversation the other day. He was yeah. talking about how you would need to find some other people, you know, to help you out so that you can trade and survive and stuff like that. That's just an example of you knowing that you're going to need somebody in a situation, even if it's a hypothetical situation, that's in your core. And I feel like even though people may put up a front nowadays and stuff like that, just because you kind of have to because of the social media area, people don't lose hope. It's like even when I go back home, you know what I'm saying? My mom is always saying, hey, you need somebody in your life to look out for you and have your back. It's just like family. You know, yeah. but it's thick in the water. This is the same concept of you needing somebody to have your back. It's just a different concept than it was back then and now. Because it's like back then, if somebody were to stab you in the back, you know what I'm saying, it would be okay. You'd probably take it, you know what I'm saying? You'd probably guys get over it. You guys would come back together a little bit later and probably laugh about it later. That's different now then, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just something, I mean, it could happen. It just depends on the possibility of what happened. But it's also something that, you know, it's always going to be there and documented to be there. All right, that was pretty rambling, and I'm not sure I could draw a straight line from what you meant and where you concluded. Um, well, in my experience, people definitely take this very much uh, everybody for themselves thing. It's a much, uh, I think a lot more people live under the illusion that they're an individual and they don't need other people. That they, you know, I know what to do. And I, you know, it's too easy to get in your car and drive away by yourself and go somewhere. Like, um, you know, people didn't have the independence. People needed to be surrounded by people they know because if they were surrounded by people that they didn't know, it was very da dangerous. You're probably getting sold into slavery. Someone might kill you. You're going to get married off to another tribe, you know. Familiarity and getting along with people and being stuck with those people and having to get along. You know, the only distractions you had were like whittling, you know, <laughs> you know, building a hut, you know, but even stuff like that, you would need all the villagers to, to go hunt and all the villagers to maintain. You needed to get along. You didn't have the option to be, oh man, I don't, I don't. He's talking about that again. I'm tuning out. Where's my fucking... Uh, I'm going to update my Facebook. You know, like you you had to stay connected with people. You had to bond with people. But people are You connected. had to have long conversations with people. I feel like you're, you're just neglecting the fact that people are more connected now than they've ever been. Exa example, like thousands of years ago, if you were in a village... You didn't know what was going on around you. Maybe in your immediate, but like countries around you. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Had no idea. Yeah, they. And Jesus had no idea there was a China. You, you know? know what I'm saying? And something could have really fucked shit up out there that fucked everybody else up, but you didn't know, and that could have affected yeah. you. So you that's know? one kind of connection, like the worldwide connection. But then, like, who are you close to around here that you see every day, that you talk to every day, that you're with every day, that you do stuff together every day? I mean, nobody. Right. That's another kind of connection that we don't have. But Whereas if we lived in a if we lived in a village of like seventy people, there'd be like five people you were doing like everything were, with. You, you would were, get up together, you would eat together, you you'd be work, looking out for each for, other's shields wait, wait, and spears. I got you. Spears, I got you. I got you. you know? At work, you see those people every day. You come. To, you go there every day. You're working every day. You work together. Hopefully. 
to get out the thing that you want so that's sort of like that another connection that you just yeah that's, that we don't have that's similar you go to work every day but you're not like it's all, you're not necessarily I mean, there's plenty of people at work that you work with that you just do work with and then goodbye like you don't even small talk yeah you know that well, whereas obviously. if you lived in the village together you would have like sit down conversation no, there would still be people where you would just small talk and not do anything with that's not necessarily true there would yeah, you would so, have yeah. like that little weird dude like that little uh, like that little person that everybody shunned you know way back if they're then, shunned they're not in the village no you know exactly what I'm talking about. There are still people that you don't go up to and be all goody-lucky. You're not going to like everybody. I don't know oh, why I didn't you're... say you were going to no, like... No, that's exactly what you're hinting at. I'm not hinting I at just, it. I just no. gave you... No, opposite. Gave that's you, you, I told you... I Kenny. I gave you a relative Kenny, you're wrong. To what you I said, said you How had to get along. How am I, I didn't wrong? say you liked you them. You have to get along at work. Otherwise, somebody could be fired. Right, and then they're gone, and that's it. Next one. Like, you don't care. Yeah, but what if They it's fired you? that guy. He sucked. What if it's you that's getting fired? Now you that care. That sucks. <laughs> but that's totally different than the village. The, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm talking about the connection you had to have with, like, your blood and marriage family, like, a thousand years ago. But how do you know the connection that you had to have with your blood and relative family I'll, a thousand I'll years ago? I'll tell you ago one way. It's not still around today. You're so adamant that it's not still around today, but how do you know? Okay, I, okay. I'm just telling you I'm that's sorry. an evolved I'm sorry, form. Kenny. Back, back up, back up. I didn't say it was down to zero and didn't exist at I all. I never said. You just did. And uh, I... Because... What I'm implying... I'm explaining to you what I'm how it is around today. Okay. At work. But I've given you other examples before that. No, you didn't. What other yeah, ones? I have. Okay, same again. I don't remember. Oh, my God, B. We're now about to go in this circle. I don't remember what other connections you said people had that were so great other than work. Phone connection. Oh, you can How, call. Yeah, you can, you can know. You can know stuff that's going on that may affect you. Today. Oh, right. We talked yeah. about it. I'm, no. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, there was no other connections. That's right. what I'm saying. Like, I'm bringing right. you connections. Okay. That's that when, when you said that, that connection, I, we, I already said you're right but that you we can call. But uh, that's different. And that's different. How is that different? Okay, let me let, let's walk through that one more time. Um, you talked about how we are connected in a way like I can call someone from China, mm. something you couldn't do a thousand years ago. Yeah, I said you're right. That's a connection we have now. I know it, it's so. Different. So at that point, I sort of like forgot about the part of the conversation and moved on, like because we're all in agreement about that. We can move on. <laughs> and what we we were able to so call. So when were you? When were you telling me that we were going to move on? Because I'm thinking you're. It still was implied stuck by here. conversation, what? and that we've moved on to the point where although we have gained that oh, ability to call shit, China, yeah. we have lost the ability. Uh, or the connection See, that you keep we saying have. we lost an ability. I'm yeah. saying that that ability has changed over time. We did not lose it. Just because, just an example for now, just because, you know, people don't listen to rock doesn't mean we lost rock. It, or classical, for example. Just because people don't necessarily listen to classical means that we lost classical. It's just different nowadays. And people still listen to the old stuff nowadays. Just because it's not, you know, as prominent as... As it was back then because that's all you needed doesn't mean it's not not around 
Okay, and I feel that the, that that connection, especially in first world countries, has significantly weakened, and that we don't have the same connection to the people we should be close to. Um, as a result. All right. <sighs> yeah. Well, thank you for changing your mind. Uh, no, I didn't. No, you definitely did. I just said that I feel we have lost that connection. No, first you said we weakened. You started with we didn't have that connection. And then I gave you a few examples where that connection was here. All right, let me state my point. Let me state my case clearly. Although we have gained uh, the ability to call China, we have lost the ability to be connected to those around us. We, that is it, not we true. Have weakened. No, that it is weakened. so not true. I, I get that's not your position, but it is mine. See, see, where where you're where you're uh, differentiating, uh, and I'm differentiating is you keep saying that we lost that ability to connect to people around us, but I'm saying that's not true. Okay, so what did you want to talk about with the babies and the and the and the phones? I'm saying no, 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 no. What did I, I? I know what you're saying. You, you. Before we got on air, you were talking about something. I said, let's talk about it on air. Yeah, I don't remember. You don't remember about babies not being kids not being allowed to have phones anymore because it changes their brains. Yeah. Okay. That talk about that. Uh, it was your topic. You brought it up to me before we were on air. And I said, yeah, but this is nowhere near the topic that we were just talking about. Oh, th- uh, yes, it is. How so? Please explain why this is near the topic that we're talking about. Why won't they let babies have phones anymore? What's 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 the reason? Apparently, you know. Let let our listening audience. You, this is your topic. Uh, explain it to me again. No, but but you you just said it's relative to the topic that we just had before. I want you to explain that. Once you tell me why they won't let baby, this is your. I'll I'll make the connection for you. No, please make the connection. For you haven't brought up. You haven't told me why they won't let babies have phones anymore. No, topic. but you brought that topic up specifically to make a connection. Right. So after. why? Why so won't they? So bring that connection up so I can explain to you. Well, after. you got to tell me why, and I'll connect. Why? Why won't? No, they? no, no, no. There, there's no tell you why you're connect because I I'm not telling you why to connect. No, 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 no. Oh. I forgot about that topic earlier because you brought up your other topics, but now you remember. Because apparently it's gonna go into something that you're gonna want to. All right, so you don't want to talk about it. I'll so t- all right, I'll talk about it. Your topic. Okay. Yeah. No. All right. So this is your topic. You you said to me that they won't let babies have cell phones anymore, uh, and I said why not? And you said because it changes their brain. Yes or no? Yeah. You can't just stare at me. We have a listening audience. That right? Because it changes their brain. That's what you said. Yes. Okay. This is not what I know for it to be a fact. This is what I've read. What you read, that it changes yeah. their brain. And I said, well, what do you mean it changes their brain? And you said... What did I say? Because they're so malleable. They're so young. that Their brains are so malleable. But using the phone, it's changing their brain. And... I mean, yes, no, that isn't what you said. I'm still waiting for the pact where you're just going to connect this all in. Okay, I, so I how how is it changing their brain? We were already recording when I said that stuff. 
Oh, were we? Yes. Um, so just skip to that part. Okay. So we don't have to repeat the beginning. Uh, all right. You, you can help a lot more by joining the conversation, oh, but I'll, like- I'll just keep talking. Um, it, it's, it's my show after all. Uh, all right. So what is that change in the brain? Why is that a change in the brain? What's the change in the brain? You have nothing to add to this? <laughs> I'm still waiting for you to bring that all together. The it's- change in the brain is that they're uh, getting better at relating to the computer and the screen but and how do you worse know at connecting with the human face how with do the you eyeballs. Know this, though? How do you know this? This is your assumption. Oh, okay. How am I wrong? I'm sorry. This is your topic, after all. What? You, you want to add something now, or just... No, no, no. You're, we you're, could just stare no, at each other for another hour and 45 no, no. minutes. You're I mean, saying, don't you have two hours to fill on this thing? Isn't no, this no, your no, fucking no, show? No, no. I, I literally remember before on another episode, you, you started coming at me with stuff, you know, like, how do I know something? No, yeah. I, I'm coming at you with the same energy. All right, you got me. How so, do you know this? So, you got me. Go on. All right. Let's talk about Louis C.K., so apparently Lucy K is, you know, You're just tapping back. out? I thought we were just done. Alright, I guess <laughs> I I guess I won. It changes their brain, just like I said. Go on, Lucy K. Well one, no, you didn't. And two, how do you know? I mean, I could ask you that question. <laughs> if you want to keep not answering, then I'm okay with that. That's me what question? How do you know this? How do you know for sure that it's changing their brains to a way where they can't communicate to people directly? Uh, because I read a study about it too, and I've seen other. By uh, who? But I don't. I can't cite you the source. I didn't come prepared like that. Mm. But I've seen it on several, and even people talk about that with um, um, internet dating apps. But are you that sure they're it's not- great at uh, connecting with uh, the the verbiage? But then when they meet the person, that uh, they don't know how to read each other's social cues. They don't know how to talk to each other. Like it's all hot and heavy on, see, on the Tinder on the Tinder that's profile. That's a difference because one, if you never learn something, how can you? So if you don't know how to talk to somebody, how can you be confident in talking to somebody? So right, yeah, that's yeah, my point about how but that's, that's the not, kind of connection that we're losing when basically all you that, had was talking to someone. That connection, we were strong at it. That connection isn't completely lost, though. No, but it's eroding. And I believe with kids, I thought this was your point with how it's changing their brains <laughs> and why they won't let them have them, that it was because of... So, were, because Right, because they're not reading social cues. I believe that that's what you said. The babies are not no, getting I social never said social you didn't say that yeah. okay there must have been something i read then that uh it's it, the ability to read faces and such like that because there's so much on the screen no no their ability to read faces and uh like their it's re- their reaction time so when you see something coming at you reacting quick enough to it that's what's slowing down is keep going that's, is all, that's all i know about it oh, okay so the reaction, so all that, all that other stuff is. A and little, you don't find their reaction time slowing some way of like. Dude, a but you forget, up. I'm also a part of this generation. Like I grew up with a phone, so it's like, yeah, I understand where that can be for some people. Yeah, I see it happening, but that's not for everybody. For example, I had no problem. You know. What? I mean, you know, yeah, I'm not up. talking about absolutely like, every last person, but you're pretty the much. The theme, the theme of it. 
but I feel like that that's just because relatively phones are new so people didn't really know so far what to do now that we're knowing obviously we're gonna be more careful it's just like people knew not to smoke around their kids back they didn't know back in the day but now that we know people don't do it it's just like you have to change as time changes on just because something is gonna hinder if it's like something like human connection i don't think that's ever gonna go away because that's what humans use to survive it's like it it's what we do so well nowadays that's what the internet pretty much is it's a connection between two people or a thing and a person so, so you that, think if you think the internet is a connection between two people please give us a call at 415-550-0551 the internet itself is not the connection it's just it's just a line that get, makes the connection. I heard them say about the L.A. freeway. It um, connects distant neighborhoods, but separates neighbors. And I feel the Internet does a similar thing. Like, you, you can get in touch with someone in China, which used to be so much more difficult. But I think it has a way of pulling us out of knowing our neighbors knowing the people around us reading faces be, having to suffer through boredom coping with difficult people I think those things are all being eroded I don't think so okay um alright Louis CK ah, Louis CK this is your topic right I'm ready uh <laughs> Louis CK popular comedian now, um, popularly... Is he still a popular comedian? He's, I was getting to that. Now popular for all the wrong reasons. Um, yeah, popular is not necessarily... Uh, a good thing. A positive. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. True. Uh, perhaps infamous. Yeah. From famous to infamous might yeah. be a better way to describe it. But he's still popular. I mean, go out... Let's walk the next hundred people to pass by here. Heard of Louis C.K.? I bet you they all say yes. You know? Uh, so he definitely hits a certain level of notoriety, at least. Um, but what do you do now? Oh, are you about so to we're talk gonna, about saying the N-word? No. Mm. And uh, while we're on it... Um, you know he's Mexican. Yes. Uh, so, hold on. First of all, all right. Uh, we're, we're about to side note into this. Because yeah. uh, I really like how we side note into this. Um, first of all, <laughs> yeah, I don't care whether he's Mexican. He's white. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, uh, Mexicans white. totally have... I mean, Mexico is like a huge country. Yeah. Big population. Just like we're not one color. Brazil's not one color. Fucking China is not one color. You know what I mean? But when I'm, you're that goddamn yeah, yeah, big, yeah. there's all kinds of people there. So, Mexico, too, has lighter skinned and darker skinned and, 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 and African. White. There's Asians <laughs> who live people. there. There's white people. There. Yeah, because Europe, Europe was there. Yeah, and, he and, may be Mexican. Mexican, and by now, white the mixing is going on. So I get that he's white, crazy. but I'm curious where the black community stands on um, Mexicans and Asians and uh, um, in well, general really, with really the N-word. It really depends on uh, where you come from and yeah. who you're associated with. Yeah. Like some preppy, some preppy, like any like any race some preppy so I, we get or uh, yeah uh, uh, okay so you or, feel it's more of a class but, related thing well yeah well it's not it's not generally more of a class it's like 
so who are you around with like if you if you're you could be you know broke and come from the hood and still be surrounded by white people and not allowed to say it you know yeah so like, i get the white we've already covered the white black separation and whites no, can't no, say it. it is, now we're it into like, the when i say white people in that aspect i mean white not as in a skin color but white as in a culture yes yeah, so that's where it gets into that's called class a class related thing yeah so like a brown guy who's rich doesn't have the same rights to that word as a brown guy who's poor from a ghetto um, been to jail no if rough life you know well if you're using brown as a African or darker skin tone no there's more people than Africa who are brown no no I mean yeah and understand like there's much there's well, much you, browner using, South Americans and much less brown South there's much browner Indians and less brown Indians look look when you when you talk about and when when you say brown that can also be like a lighter in that skin complex but what I'm saying is that for example like if you are dark skin color, normally you're not, you're pretty much okay to say that word because you are getting the same treatment regardless because of your skin color. But the lighter that you go down in that face, it really depends on your class for whether you can say it. It's just like Takashi 69 I mean, he's pretty cool to say it, but you can also look at Takashi 69 and understand that that's, that that's his culture. That's who he is as a person. Is he a white guy? Nah, he's Mexican. He's okay. He's Mexican. Uh, but as a I, white guy, you shouldn't be able to say regardless. Yeah, but yeah. he's a very light-skinned Mexican. Yeah. So, uh, after the white-black thing, the N-word falls upon... I'm, I'm talking about brown-skinned people. From, from there on, it's a class thing. That rich and then poor, and that's... No. <laughs> Did you not just hear... <laughs> I'm just trying to clarify, because you said it was about upbringing. I'm clarifying for our listening audience. Alright. I, I feel like I just explained this. I didn't so get at it. So, first, at first, it went whether, like, what you first have to look at, the first thing before you think of anything else is the skin tone. So, if they're over a dark skin tone, so if they're if they are brown as definition of who they are because of how they are treated by society because of that skin color they are allowed to say that after that skin color after that you would have to then look at how they were raised and their class as the second like if they were if they're if they're completely white and then they're completely broke that's also that's something you still have to look at as in the second match because like there's all a whole lot for example like you may be able to say it around your friends and not anybody who's not your friend so like there's level well to, okay Ev all right look everybody willy-nilly look everybody can say it in private no 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 <laughs> what i'm saying is if you can say it to your black friends just because you say it like if you were in that just because you say it to your black friends doesn't mean you can say it to black strangers all right then uh, 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 all right so if so you, you can't might as well say not it, say it. Here's my point. If you can't say it to strangers, you can't say it. Um, uh, I, I guess I'm trying to clarify where Mexicans lie on can they say it. But I just and clarified you that. You did not clarify or I would understand. No, um, no, no. You don't understand because you're not. like. Because I'm not Mexican? No, no, no. Because you're not allowed to say it. I know I'm not allowed to say it. But you wouldn't understand because you don't have like. I still understand. Fucking. 
I feel like I broke it down pretty easy. No, First, I know. I said, if if you feel if he black, broke it down very understandably, please call us at 415-550-0551. Um, no, because I... Uh, our, uh, it, you you didn't. What are you? You what contradicted you stuff. But how am I contradiction? What what was the contradiction in what I just said? Um, that you could say it if you're brown because society treats you bad, but you can't say it if you're not toned enough, or that it didn't matter what your tone was as long as you were brought up. No. Yes, yeah, no, I'm not understanding. I never said, dude, you, you keep switching my words. All right, it's only, it's all, it I'm not trying to trap you. I'm trying to I, clarify. No, no, you're, you're, no, you're mixing up to make it confusing. I, no, I'm, I'm I, speaking. I'm clearly. mixing up because I'm confused. I'm speaking clearly. I'm not purposely first. What not you first have to look at is their skin tone. Okay. So if they're not, so, so, if you so can't slow look down. at them. Slow down. Don't just keep yelling it at me. Uh, uh, so skin tone. All right. So we're talking about brown. Now we're talking about shades of brown. Correct? No. Okay. So when you say brown, yeah. what I'm talking about is dark. So when you look at them, you know they're black. All right. I'm talking. I'm not talking about black people anymore. I'm talking no, about Mexicans. I'm not talking about black and people Chinese anymore and I'm talking about Mexicans. Okay. And okay. Chinese. Okay. When you look at them. And they, their skin tone is dark so that you, in your mind, think of them as black. Just like dark Dominican. Just like the dark Spanish. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It, yes. Skin tone first. Because they are treated just like black people. Okay. So, as far as I'm concerned, to a, a racist American, they're already considered black and can say it. Yes. Okay, so I'm not talking about those guys. I'm talking about the brown ones. So then we would have to go to that second option. Okay, okay. That's why we be, lost each other. Which would be, how are they raised? So they can't. They so gotta that, be raised uh, uh, in an environment where it's okay to be just talking like this. You can't just go into this environment. Okay, that sounds like a class thing to me. That the environment it where it's okay. It is a class thing at the second stage. Okay. Because no, like depending on your. Okay, class, that's where you lost me when you're talking about black Mexicans who are Afro Afro Mexicans. But I didn't understand we needed to clarify anything with no, them. No, no, no. That that was already okay. You definitely need to start clarifying at the start. Like I said, white black has already been separated. Yes. Black brown is now separated because black people are they're all grouped as far yes. as a race is concerned. You know. So now we're talking about brown people. Now we're talking okay. about the lighter version of brown. Now we're talking about but we're starting with brown. And ending in brown, right? We're not getting white or black, just brown. Okay, now I'm with you. Uh, brown comes down to class, it sounds like, how you were raised. We're assuming that um, Mercedes Benz driving brown people, whose dad is someone important, is not allowed to say it. No. But so, okay, so that comes down to class once we get to brown people. Yes. Okay. 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 I just wanted to get on that because there's confusion out there amongst the brown people. But there isn't. <laughs> there, well, you- there might have been. Okay. Now back to Louis C.K., who is a Mexican, but he's not brown enough. 
Yes. Okay. So the you're, fact that you gotta say that you're a Mexican means you're not really a Mexican. Look. I however, mean, <laughs> however, all the time people will talk shit and be like, uh, you know, about gay people, and someone in the room will be like, I'm gay. You know. Yeah. And then some people will be talking shit in the room about like whatever, and but it's like, is- hey, I'm Jewish, or I'm, you know, I'm Muslim. So sometimes you have to clarify because people are. But <laughs> it's different when you're in the entertainment industry and you're figuring out whether you're allowed to say the nigga or not. By the way, I don't think he ever did that. I'm doing it. Uh, he has done it for other. He has. He has done he, it for other reasons. He has in his jokes. He has definitely said it that he's Mexican. Oh no, no, he didn't say that he's Mexican. Right. I'm not talking about the N word. We all know he said the N word. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying because you said you said if you have to say you're Mexican and that's the thing. I'm like I don't think he's ever really said that as part of his act. He's mentioned it to people. Uh, for for other reasons, like his life story, because he was well, born in Mexico City, right. his first language first is of Spanish. All, I I don't even get on Louis C.K. so much for saying the N word because when he said it and how he did it was hilarious. And as a comedian, I sort of let shit by just because I am also a comedian. So if it's a joke and it's funny, I'll let it fly. So comedians can say it. No. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it I'm here not, tonight. I'm not so. I'm not. I am not signed, so, co-signing to that. So what at you're all. saying is that they can what say I'm it, saying, provided it's funny. No, no. What I'm saying is I was completely okay with him saying it because it was funny. Now, if my neighbors, you know, <laughs> thing number one and thing number I two, understand, uh, I understand. I uh, understand that you can't. I will be completely okay with them being upset. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I I'm, understand you can't. Yeah, I understand yeah. you can't speak for all black people. But still, you're the spokesman in, in this no. room. In this, in this <laughs> room. No, he should not say it. In this room, you're the spokesman for them. I uh, disagree. He should not have said it. Um, yeah. He should um, say it again. It's, it's but if he does, I'm not going to be upset because that's just hilarious. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he does say it a bit much. Uh, anywho, um, all that really does is... Um, Give him the perspective that he's actually a minority who who passes. But I don't think he's actually a minority. Well, he is Mexican. So when he's in a room, so he's in a room with all these other white people, and they think it's cool, and they start talking fucking mad shit about Mexicans. Part of him is like, see, hey, see, but that's not. I feel like that in itself. If you're able to be in a room with white people and then not consider you an ethnic that you are, then you're not that ethnic. Well, like, so but you know the you uh, know the idea just of just because yeah yeah no I get I get black I people who pass yeah 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 no so I, I so it. they they know in their heart that they're black and they're in but, that room that no one knows that they're black and all of a sudden these white guys start dropping n bombs and making you know sambo comments this guy in his heart I mean he might be putting up a good front but he's like oh shit this is how they really are it gives him a perspective I'm also, I'm also gonna tell you if uh, if I walked inside a room you know and I'm I'm about to like I'm just made it and I'm about to walk inside the a white room and they start dropping n bombs and start talking all that 
Yeah, I'm not going to do anything either. Like, what could you do in that situation? Not that you're not going to do anything, but just the idea. No, I'm telling you, I probably won't do anything. Great. <laughs> yeah. I get it. So, but it, uh, it's not that what you do or not do. It's the idea that um, he walks around thinking of himself in a certain way. And then he walks into this room. How do you know he doesn't think of himself as white? Because he he probably does, but he also know. But still, you walk into a room and all of a sudden, no one real, realizes. But and they start talking you, smack. If you think as your so my younger. Why brother, are you right? fighting me on this? Ah, uh, because you can't help it. <laughs> Look, my younger brother, right? So he's super light skinned Yeah. He kind of looks like he's Mexican. Yeah. Um. Do people just come up to him and start speaking Spanish? I don't know. Okay. Because that happens sometimes people, you know, I, I have a Singaporean friend. Singapore is the Commonwealth of England. It's kind of weird. English is his first language. He'll go to a Chinese restaurant and they'll start speaking to him in Cantonese or Mandarin or something. And he's like, um, uh, you know, like, yes, I don't really speak that. Uh, anyway. But that, I want to so. know if you had that level of... No, he he can't speak Spanish anyways. He's like not that he can speak it, but he's mistaken for it in such a way that they just start like other Mexicans. Like if he appears to be, all right, go on. You don't know. You don't know. Go on. I don't know. <laughs> anyways, but uh, for him, he has like I feel like he thinks in his mind he is white. Yeah. You know, so he sort of moves differently. For example, if he was in a room where they did that, he would be okay with it and it not even seem like for me if I went it would be weird, but for him it would be diff- it, it wouldn't be weird. You understand? Uh, uh, right. So, um but 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 you but get that would be the same. Okay, that's UCK. that's like a so your brother wouldn't care. That's fine. But a lot of people who like pass in air quotes, they 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 they, they get they get to peer behind the curtain in a way that they never had before, and they're like, damn, I had no idea they were this fucking racist. And it's like, wow, him too, the hell not. her too. <laughs> Uh, because you never until you get the full like oh I heard these they're kinky oh kinky how oh you know I don't know maybe they like their balls licked you know and it's like oh it turns out kinky oh no she likes being strapped down and whipped and like she's part of these dungeons and you're like oh shit oh how did you not know I told you she was kinky well I didn't know how like kinky's a long road I didn't know she was that far down it you know so like you, you know everyone's normally, a little racist but normally, you never normally when like as a black person normally when you go into a room you expect them all to be racist regardless of whether they show it or not right but you sometimes are shocked by just how racist some of them really are I, I, I get you're putting this thick skin that you have no, uh, that you're so wise and you know so much and nothing shocks you but maybe you Look, could have I never, a, a, a I never concept said that, that I n- other one, people one Stop doing that. <laughs> like, what? you keep saying that I'm saying all this shit. It's just how you feel, how you see it, and how I see it are two different things. Yeah. For you, it may be shocking, you know, and you may think it's shocking for me to see how deep it races, but you don't understand how deeply racist I've seen people. So you don't even get, you don't understand the concept of me walking into a room and them being mildly racist or over racist. As long as there's, there's, there's times where you have to think to yourself in certain situations, as long as I'm okay to be able to get out of here with my life intact. Yeah, no, you don't, you, you want to just sort of mold it off, but that's like, that's a different 
difference in who we are as a people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Kenny. Good. So anyway, back to I was talking about Louis C.K., not Kenny Cloud <laughs> from the beginning. But you're the one who brought it up. <laughs> right. Like, Louis C.K. is what I no, brought no, up. No, no, you brought up the whole thing, and I was just... I was just saying that, you know, Louis C.K. may have that mentality where, you know, because he may think that he's white, doing, having him walk into these rooms and them saying that may be okay. Okay, so maybe, but I, however, from what I experience from his comedy, what I get from it is that he has the understanding of what it is to be an outsider and also has the ability to be on the inside. He has a perspective. Usually people just have the perspective of being on the inside or the perspective of being on the outside. And uh, I think that's what helped launch his career. It's what gives him such uh, great observations that he's in many cultures. He can switch easily from many, you know, he's able to pass uh, and it has given him insight and that's that's what i think the mexican thing does for him because in his i heard in an interview that he lost like all of his spanish you know except what he learned in high school like even though he was speaking only spanish till he was like five but then like when he moved to america he quickly forgot it because no one's spoken around him so apparently this magical mexican <laughs> not magical but just the idea that he, you know, I, I think that's, he doesn't bring up being Mexican in his act that I've ever heard. Um, so how would that even, how would they even correlate to what he does? How would it correlate to like being a comedian? Just because he's Mexican, no, just because he's Mexican doesn't mean, you know, like that, that actually correlates to what he does as a person. Uh, I, 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 I. Yeah, I don't even know what to say about that. I didn't. You said because of his Mexicanism, he's able to see on both sides. Uh, I believe I said by being an uh, an insider and an outsider that he's (laughs) because he he was Mexican. Yeah, yeah, that he gives him a a a, a perspective, greater perspective. Yeah, I feel. But why greater? Greater, not as in good, bad. Greater, as in like thin wide I understand what yeah. greater means yeah but why greater because he comes from two worlds not just one <laughs> that makes no sense though so being world well traveled doesn't give you greater perspective yeah okay he's more well traveled than but there's a lot of other people there they also have great perspective that does not diminish their perspective it only Uh, aggrandized his no why does this make him greater than other comedians because he's from two worlds and lots of others are just from like one they haven't seen enough perspectives out there I just feel it's one of the many things Chris Rock Chris Rock also yeah all right I understand now. Cause I, I feel oh, like, why? Because it's a black guy? What, what, no, now no, you no. understand? Oh, now I understand perspective. Chris Rock. I should have said that earlier. No, no. I feel because what I thought you were saying is that it makes him more greater than other comedians just because of this. And I feel like just because. Okay, here's what. Here's the problem. Here's the problem we're having with communicating. I get it. I get it. I'll say something. 
and you do that thing they did when Bush was president. Um, um, you leap to conclusions. Like, I'll say something like, oh, I don't really feel that way. What, you don't support our troops? Who the fuck said support the fucking troops? No, Why was this that? is what you're saying. No, you'll so, say it. But I'm not. You'll say it. Absolutely. So say I say it. it gives him a great perspective, and you feel that's like some insult to everyone you else. You say great. You said a greater perspective than other comedians. And then I asked you multiple times. Yeah. You feel like that gives him a greater perspective than other comedians, and you continually uh, said yes. Uh, 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 you said, uh, I get it. You translated that sentence to mean he has the greatest perspective of all comedians. That's what you no, heard. No, I didn't even hear that. Okay. I feel like you'd have to give me an example. Like, which comedians are you think that he is greater than? Uh, he's better than me. No, I'm talking about comedians that matter. No offense to you. <laughs> well, I'm not sure that's going to carry a lot of water around here. Uh, no, I mean, like, you're talking about... It's hard to directly rate comedians one-to-one -one all the time. It's easier to sort of yeah. group them. And but I mean, uh, he's amongst a group of really high echelon comedians. Uh, but wh who would you who would you put him over? Like in, like I'd put him over. Uh, uh, what's his name? Rick Voss. I'd put him over Colin Quinn. I'd put him over. And and I can't say that that you know maybe they're from two worlds too. There's a lot that goes into being a great comedian: intelligence, mm. timing. Um, um, dedication to, uh, to craft, writing, working, stage time. So I can't say for sure that perspective is the only reason he's any good, you know, but it's one of the many things. And by be, having a greater perspective gives him one more quiver in, uh, one more arrow in his quiver. Other people have a lot of arrows in their quiver too. Chris Rock is also smart and hardworking and getting a lot of stage time put years into it all these things i'm not here to rank them as greater or less and well, just because i say he has a great perspective and a greater i guess what i meant to say to be really really accurate he has a greater perspective than most other comedians not all of them he has a greater he has an advantage in that way other people also have that advantage <laughs> Some people don't have that advantage, but they're smarter or they've got more years in the business. Mm. Well, you know, that's just crazy. Anyway, this is none of the shit I wanted to talk about <laughs> when bringing up Louis C.K. I know. Uh, let's uh, let's go into a little break because uh, I need a sig right now and I need to figure out what's going on with our Instagram. Um, don't be be sure to check us out on Instagram at Black Candy Cloud. We are live and in control and look like snails in a in a blanket right now. But uh, yeah, we'll be back.
just like looked at this guy and he was like asleep and I literally thought in my mind like I could literally stay here forever and that was probably like the best moment.
military. Yeah, that's why you can I... find brotherhood elsewhere. <laughs> All right, so back to let's let's talk about what I want to talk about with Lou CK. <laughs> um, and try not to. Um, <laughs> he's back out there trying to reestablish his career. What do you think about that? He's allowed to. I mean, everyone's. You know, this is. It's not like anything he did is all that great. Mm-hmm. Jerking off in front of women. However, I think if everyone's honest about their sex lives, they've done some things that are similar, <laughs> if not the exact fucking same. Uh, who hasn't masturbated in front of their lover? Uh, Either using the pull-out method or because you couldn't quite come or they didn't want it in their mouth or they wanted to watch just once or... Wow, Matt. Whatever. Matt's bringing up some freaky moments. I've seen... uh, So you have never masturbated in front of a lover? Of course I have. Okay, so that's what I mean. You're like, oh, freaky moments. Have you done that? Yes, me too. Okay, freaky moments. Maybe they're not so freaky. Maybe everyone does it and it's not freaky at all. And, and, um, And there is a difference between what he did, even though it's certainly creepy, um, and what... You know, like actual what we, rape. What we actually do, or or um, feeling women up without their permission. Like apparently he didn't touch them at all. No, so he and a, didn't. And apparently he, he got permission. He now, now I get them. it. I get it. It wasn't like a lawyer there, contract signed. They didn't really realize what they were agreeing to. But she, the person who had it done, didn't actually press charges on him. It no, was, nobody uh, did because it's not yeah, a crime. It was, it's not a crime. It was public opinion that crucified. Him. Right. Yeah. So, so the idea, like, how could he take his career back? He didn't commit a crime. He just did something that, as we just discussed, a hundred percent of the guys in this room have done. You know, and um, and uh, well, it wasn't under the same circumstance. Granted, uh, I wasn't at a comedy festival with another comedian, and I was a more famous comedian. Like all that power dynamic. Okay, I get you. Uh, uh, not to dismiss it, you know. I'd hate to be that chick watching Louis C.K. wank it. Um, but he well, didn't. She did want it. <laughs> well, there was a number of women who did it, and most of them actually didn't want it. And they didn't realize what they were agreeing to, although he asked them in plain spoken English. Hey, uh, can I pull my dick out and jerk it off in front of you? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> well, oh my God, he pulled his as dick a comedian. Out. <laughs> when comedians talk, it's sometimes hard to tell when they're being serious and when they're not. And it's also sometimes hard to tell when it's okay to joke and when it's not. Because they're like, some of them are like only funny on stage, and when they're talking to you, it's just fucking fact, fact, fact. Like they don't want any fucking guff. And there's a lot of ne'er-do-wells around. So, like, when they're giving guff, they're not actually giving guff. They're looking for a way to weasel, you know, more stage time or whatever. (laughs) Power dynamic and all this sort of stuff. Um, But all that being said, he didn't commit a crime. He just did something weird. And if that's enough to ruin his career, then... But it wasn't. Let's just, but if that's enough to ruin his career, then everybody stop buying tickets. That will ruin his career. 
Um, you can still go to open mics and all that sort of thing, because that's just a low bar, low standard to be in. Yeah, I definitely don't think uh, Louis C.K.'s career is ruined um, by what he did. Uh, I do think it, it hindered his career a lot. Oh, it certainly did. Um, uh, I was just listening to his latest stand-up thing that got released, I think, without his knowing it. And um, he claims he lost $35 million in one day. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. So, uh, everyone, everyone who wants to feel he should be punished, that sure sounds like punishment. And didn't uh, Louis C.K. have, like, a wife at that time? No, he was... I, I, I don't know about during every incident. But once again, that's not a crime. Yeah. You know. Uh, no, no, I think it would just... It would have been a whole lot worse if he was... Uh, put. He might have been married during some of those masturbation sessions, but he's divorced now, so anyone yeah. who has anything to complain about has already divorced him. Yeah. So it's, you know... Um, uh, so that, that being said, um, now everyone... Uh, some of the mindset of the comedian is to attack that nerve mm. sort of stuff. Um, and... Uh, Oh, you want to put me down? Well, take this. You know, there's a little bit of like balls snap back. You know, clap back, perhaps. Um, and um, so he came out recently. I don't know if this was like a real show, like people paid for, or whether it was like a mic or something. But uh, I haven't heard the whole thing. I don't know the whole background. But it kind of sounds like someone took stuff he was working on, so it's not all going to be genius, um, and filmed it and released it. And now everyone's judging him. How can he make those jokes? Oh, there's all kinds of horrible jokes we make as comedians mm. while trying to find the funny part. You know, trying to find the audience that will like it. Yeah. And so far, what I'm hearing, we're not at the part when I was listening to earlier. We're not at the part. But but there was definitely laughter in the clips that I've heard when he's talking about the horrible stuff. Like he had stuff to say about people being, you know, survivors of school shootings. And um, I feel that. And, and there's Louis C.K. as a comedian, though, <laughs> he has earned his reputation about talking about things like that and being able to make it funny as a comedian. He earned it, and then he lost yeah. it, and now he's now trying he's to earn back. it back. And this tra and this travel back is being kind of bumpy. But also, like, you'll tell a joke that kills in a room, tell the same joke that flops in the next room. Yeah. So a lot of the comedic thing, it, it, there is the impermanence. Of it. So I didn't expect you to tape this, analyze it, study it, restudy it. Like it was in the room, it made people laugh, we're moving on. So some people are blowing up this, like, uh, you know, an art that's supposed to be a little bit, you know, the feeling in the moment with the people. And um, grasping that and overanalyzing it. And once again, don't buy tickets. I don't know what else to tell you. Can he have a career? I don't know. Can he sell tickets? If he can't sell tickets, can't have the career. It's not like so. It's not like the comedy company still has him on the payroll as an executive. Yeah, I'm sure they got him out of there. There is no comedy company. There is no payroll. So the idea of like why you know and. 
you know, I think people are being overly judgy about like that wasn't funny. Like, okay, he wasn't funny. Don't laugh. He'll believe me. He'll stop telling it if everyone stops laughing. You know, and uh, but if people are laughing and you're the only one, like that's not funny. I'm gonna blog about it. This is insulting. You know. But don't. I mean, nowadays that's really what happens to comedians, though. Like right, and that's the chief complaint they're having. It's like it isn't meant to be analyzed like a fucking Rembrandt. You know. It's not meant to be, you know, not every fucking mic you do is meant to be preserved for all of time and gone over like scripture. But is that the difference between a great comedian and just a comedian? It also depends on venues. Like if George Carlin is at a mic working on new material, that's not the album he's releasing for all posterity. Yeah. Wait for the album he's releasing. That's the one you can comb over like scripture. But if you're just doing a show working stuff out you're not ready to release your special or do your worldwide tour that's needs to be preserved and judged at a different level at a different standard if the best it can be used for is to show the progression of like the material like this is the open mic level this is the showcase level and this is my album here and see how it got better and better every time and so that process of getting better and better is going to have a lot of flops so, do you think that this leak just motivates him to do something better in the future? That's the idea, that you're trying to make a joke better, and if nobody likes it, if it's unfunny, if it's not relevant, um, you know, if it just doesn't hit, then it'll die its natural death, you know. A joke that never gets any laughs, people drop. Yeah. So, uh... What else about Louis C.K.? Well, um, it's here's something I'd like to point out. Kind of what he's saying about, like, the, the, the gist of the jokes, kind of, is um, that um, the new generations coming up are, like, too 